0: I'm Allison. And I'm Melissa, And this is Books Before Liquor, Never Been Sicker, where we reread the books we first read as kids and teens, again now, with our adult perspectives.
1: And sometimes, with the help of that glorious adult juice we call liquor. First, we want to acknowledge the lands on which we are recording our podcast today. I'm currently recording on the unceded territories of the Coquitlam, Tsleil-Waututh, Katsi, Musqueam, Squamish, Kakite, and Stolo First Nations.
0: And I am currently recording on the lands of the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabe, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat people. And I acknowledge that the land I am on is covered by Treaty 13, signed by the Mississaugas of the Credits, and the Williams Treaty, signed with the multiple Mississaugas
1: and Chippewa bands.
0: Today, we're reading Eclipse and Breaking Dawn by
1: Stephanie Meyer. And a quick content warning for thirsty humans and thirsty vampires, but on a more serious note, also sexual harassment and assault. So we're going to be covering a lot of topics today. Oh, are uh, we? uh what are you drinking today? So I decided um, when I was at the liquor store earlier today, looking at the selections, and I was like, I could, make a, I could buy supplies and make a, a fancy drink. And then I realized that these books aren't worth that <laughs> money and time and effort, <laughs> So, I got what I wanted to drink, which was a sparkling rose. So, I'm calling it the rose <laughs> <laughs> Like rosalie rose.
0: I respect. Okay.
1: Yeah. So, so that's where I'm at.
0: All right. <laughs> what are
1: you drinking?
0: Um, I got some red wine because uh, it looks like blood. And I yes. did get Italian wine because the oh, Vulture is from uh-huh. Italy. So, oh, um, I like that. A, a bit, minimal thought was put into it, yes. but that counts yeah so absolutely bottoms up all right so eclipse and breaking dawn uh what were your kid ratings on or your experience the first time you read these
1: okay so i don't really remember reading eclipse but i know that i did uh and that should speak for itself i guess <laughs> but <laughs> but i i think that Eclipse is definitely where, I mean, I didn't enjoy New Moon, but I was like still into it at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Eclipse is where it started to break down in terms of me getting like really annoyed with the characters and their poor decisions. And, and also, like, the pacing of the books was getting really frustrating at this point because most of Eclipse and pretty much all of Breaking Dawn is just waiting for things to happen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so I probably would have rated Eclipse like a five because I did finish it, but I definitely wasn't like super into it by that yeah. point and I think for Breaking Dawn I, I did sort of have a hard time reading this one because I never finished reading it the first time um I think I got you to summarize the ending of the book for me because I just could not be bothered to finish it I was like a third of the way in and I was like this is some bullshit as so, soon as you
0: start talking I'm pretty sure I summarized like at least three of the four
1: books to you yeah it might have been before I decided to
0: i think like you were at a point where you're all. like i'm not really interested in reading them and yeah. so i just like told you the full plot so i could just talk about it without like spoiling it or like whatever to you and then i think you eventually yeah. did read them and then breaking i think dawn, i tried to like,
1: finish breaking yeah. dawn but i definitely stopped before mm-hmm. it was like right when the vampire started showing up but then nothing was happening like the, yeah. the battle was building and then it just wasn't happening and i was getting pissed off um yeah, and because, because of that, I think I would rate it like a 3 because I actually, like, stopped reading it out of frustration, so I certainly can't rate it higher than that. That's fair. Yeah. What about you?
0: Um, I think I'm going to do a 7 for Eclipse and a 6 for Breaking Dawn. Um, I read them when I was still, like, into in my Twilight phase, uh, mm-hmm. so still into the series. I think it was when the final, after reading Breaking Dawn – and around the time the second movie came out. I think that's around the time I started coming out of that phase of my life. And I started yeah. stopping as uh, enchanted or entranced with the series. Yeah. Um, so yeah, 7 for Eclipse and 6 for Breaking Dawn. I feel like I liked the book Eclipse, but I don't remember why I liked it. I think I just liked it better than New Moon
1: yeah because Edwards is in it more. so Bella's not like depressed. Bella. she's just like annoying Bella.
0: Yeah, yeah. anyway, I feel that. Um, I feel that. Yeah. And then yeah, I remember, I mean, we'll talk about breaking dawn. so let's get into a synopsis.
1: Bella and Edward finish up their senior year applying to colleges that Bella doesn't think she can get into. Uh, she's more focused on becoming a vampire after she graduates, though her compromise of agreeing to marry Edward so he will turn her is causing her a lot of stress. During this time, a series of murders are happening in Seattle, and the Cullens suspect that newborn vampires might be involved. Bella wants to maintain a friendship with Jacob, much to Edward's disapproval, and she continues to visit him, though he complicates matters when he professes his love to her. Because Victoria is still after Bella, Edward leaves her with Alice and Rosalie when he goes off hunting, and Bella learns of Rosalie's past life and comes to understand her motivations better as well as her disapproval of the future that Bella is choosing.
0: Edward formally proposes to Bella, and she accepts with the stipulation that they will have sex on their honeymoon before oh she is God. turned into a vampire. That plot, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Because yeah, that's I can't believe why you I read this when I was like twelve for the sex. Yeah. Oh. Um, uh. The Cullens learn that Victoria is controlling a newborn army headed to Forks to kill Bella, and they team up with the wolves to protect her. Jacob, Edward, and Bella camp out in a mountain very far away from the battle, and Bella kisses Jacob to try and stop him from joining the fight. Victoria appears and kills Ed- Edward kills her. She doesn't kill Edward. Edward kills her before she can hurt Bella, and the Missed Cullens and Wolves finish off the newborn army. Bella and Edward tell Charlie that they will get married once they graduate from high school. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> what a strong choice. Many strong choices okay let's just get into breaking dawn here Um, we go bella and edward get married at the cullens house and they embark on their honeymoon to isle esme an island off the coast of brazil that carlisle bought for esme no big deal just buying an island you know yeah so so they do have sex while bella is still human a strong choice and bella quickly realizes that she is pregnant also a strong choice Uh, When they arrive back in Forks, Carlisle confirms that the fetus is growing faster than expected and it's causing Bella to become sick and frail. They realize that because the baby is part vampire, Bella needs to drink blood to satiate it. When it's time for Bella to give birth, she is near death and after successfully removing the baby, Edward is forced to inject venom into Bella's heart because she's going to die and this causes her to transform into a vampire slowly over like three days. So then we get book two from Jacob's perspective, and we learn that the wolf pack are planning to kill Bella before she can deliver the baby, and Jacob breaks off from the pack, starting his own pack with Seth and Leah Clearwater so that they can protect her. When the baby is born, Jacob imprints on her, changing his mind about killing the baby. The worst plot point of any book I think I've ever read, but uh, we'll get into that later. We will get there.
0: Anyways, we switch back to Bella's perspective as she comes to as a newborn vampire, and they quickly realize that she's able to maintain self-control around humans. Very convenient. Uh, She meets her daughter, Renesmee, and watches her girl older at an accelerated rate. Irina, a friend of the Cullens, mistakes Renesmee for an illegal, immortal child and ghost of the Vulturi, who decide to come and punish the Cullens. They prepare... For this confrontation by reaching out to all of their friends and acquaintances to act as witnesses to the fact that Renesmee has a heartbeat and is part human. When the Vulturi arrive, they try to reason with Arrow, but the Vulturi seem intent on turning it into a fight and killing the Collins. Alice appears just in time with evidence in the form of a half-vampire, half-human man, showing that Renesmee poses no threat to expose (laughs) them. I can talk. Words are fine. You know, this makes
1: no sense, so it makes sense that you don't make sense of it. You know what I mean?
0: The Valtteri begrudgingly accept this explanation and leave. The book ends with Edward, Bella, and May being happy and an immortal family. Wow, that was
1: a wild ride. All right, (laughs) where do we begin? (laughs) Where to begin? Um, I think, may I propose that we begin our discussion today with Bella is so thirsty because... Although we talked about it briefly last time, this is where the thirst truly emerges. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm speaking about human thirst, uh, not yes. vampire thirst yet. Not yet. I'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the thirst is definitely next level in books three and four, obviously, because it culminates in them banging and all that jazz. So <laughs> honestly, though, like on a more serious note, Bella does need to learn that no means no. Like, she Mm -hmm. isn't respecting Edward's boundaries when it comes to physical intimacy, and she is overtly pressuring him for sex when he has refused her multiple times. Mm -hmm. And I think to a young female reader, like, when we were, I don't know, 12-ish reading this, uh, it would have been, or it would have read more obviously as sexual harassment if the rules had been reversed. Like, if it had been Edward pressuring Bella, we would have been like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. But it didn't even... Like, I didn't remember this happening at all. And mm-hmm. I think it's because it was her pressure him. And so to me, as, like, a 12-year-old, I was, like, just went right over my head. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, this is, like, a problematic plot line, especially because Bella does get her way. Uh, and it definitely made me cringe this time around.
0: Yeah, it's, like, nice to see, like, a female lead that, like, has a sexual desire and isn't ashamed of it but also it's not done in a healthy way
1: or uh yeah nothing about their relationship is healthy like oh
0: yeah it's such an unhealthy relationship like they both have such a disregard for each other's boundaries like Mm -hmm. edward treats bella like she's completely incapable of anything and bella doesn't respect that edward has boundaries surrounding sex Mm -hmm. and uh they're just like completely dependent on one another like it's just so unhealthy so bad
1: yeah it's a lot (laughs) and and like one of the only boundaries that their relationship had at all was the fact that edward couldn't read uh, bella's mind and then at the end of breaking dawn she like lowers her special convenient shield that she has Mm -hmm. um and she allows him to like read her thoughts and i was like girl that was the one the one line in the sand in your relationship that he had not yet crossed and here we are now (laughs) transgressing this place um so by the end there are no boundaries like whatsoever Mm -hmm. anyway that's a story that happened (laughs) um can we talk about one redeeming quality of these books yes and it is angela a truly good human and a good character that does not get enough uh screen time Mm -hmm. like she's actually a very good friend to bella and sort of starts their friendship up again um where bella tries to start their friendship up again when edward's back and she's like socializing with people again Mm -hmm. and jessica and lauren are not into it they're like really pissed at bella for sort of um retracting into herself for several months so they don't want to be friends with her again but but uh angela's like yeah let's hang out so her and is her boyfriend ben angela and Ben yes. have like lunch with bella and edward and it's like nice and mm-hmm. i was like yeah there are good there are good characters in this book that's cute you know
0: i know yeah and that, like that's hard obviously like when a friend kind of distance themselves yeah. and then to kind of like forgive and accept them and like apply kudos to angela for being a good yeah. friend and understanding bella was going through a hard time and being there for her so we stay on angela
1: Basically, yes. Angela and Charlie. And also Carlisle, I guess, if he... Well, he's he's the least problematic vampire, in my opinion, but... Yeah. Um,
0: there's Alice, too. Maybe yeah, Alice is Alice. good. Alice is yeah. good. Yes.
1: Okay. The Great Gaslighting Continues, TM. Uh, yes. So, a plot point that isn't... It's brushed over really quickly and doesn't take up, like, a lot of time in the book is that in Eclipse... Bella and Edward finally go to visit her mom with the tickets that she got at the beginning of New Moon. Mm-hmm. And so that wh- wherever the fuck her mom is at this point, like somewhere in Florida or some shit, so mm-hmm. they they basically go visit her, and Edward's just, like, chilling inside all day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she doesn't think that's weird for some reason. Right. <laughs> and, and so um, Renee has a a conversation with bella being like hey edward's kind of giving me some vibes like he's really intense and he seems like you know basically he wants to like have your soul and marry you and have your babies and you're very young how's it going and bella's like "Ah, mom you're reading too many science fiction novels you're making things up and it's like no bella she literally was correct like you are gaslighting her so hard right like mother's know best
0: Like, so many people at this point, like, have gotten very weird vibes from Edward and have expressed their concerns to Bella. Like, Mike, Charlie, Renee, Billy, and Jacob. Billy and Jacob for different reasons, but, Mm -hmm. like, fair. And, like, if that many people who have your best interests at heart have expressed genuine concern about the person you are dating, like, maybe take a second and think on that.
1: Yeah. Seriously. Because it's supposed to be, like,
0: it's presented as a joke being like, oh, she's, like picking up on the vampiriness and Bella's like oh I know why you think that but it's like no he's actually like very controlling and intense and
1: he's giving stalker boyfriend vibes yeah the
0: vampires becoming like the least problematic part of him
1: yeah so kudos to Bella's mom who appears in eclipse only briefly and not at all in breaking dawn which we will also touch on when we talk about breaking dawn
0: isn't she at the wedding though
1: yeah but she doesn't really like do anything
0: yeah I I guess she has like one line (laughs) Unlike Charlie saying goodbye, Bella. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But while we're on the topic of controlling relationships, what a transition. Mm -hmm. Um so as we discussed in the last episode, Edward and Bella's relationship is like a codependent mess. But Edward, as you said, is very controlling and even becomes more so as the books progress instead of like relaxing. So when Edward leaves Bella with Alice and Rosalie when he goes off to hunt Bella asks Alice, and this is a direct quote from the book, Alice, don't you think this is just a little bit controlling? Like a tiny bit psychotic, maybe? And I'm over here like, Bella, girl, listen to yourself. Fucking run.
0: Like, you (laughs) just said it
1: yourself. You literally just called your boyfriend psychotic and controlling, and you're like, oh, I can't wait for him to get back. Oh, man, yeah. She, She does need to, like, break that chain. But then, you know, she... Also, she's a controlling mess, and she's trying to control him. Also, so it goes sure. both ways, I guess.
0: Yeah, but also like he's like so determined to not even let Bella talk to Jacob yeah. when she's like very much like I miss my friend and I want to like make amends with him, and like any little honestly any little glimmer of charm Edward may have still had for me the last from my childhood is like completely gone after rereading these. Oh my god! Again. Right. Like, Oh, like and that kind of gatekeeping and control is like a bit of a trigger for me now, especially like the life experiences I have had. Yeah. But yep. like that should be a huge red flag to anyone.
1: Yeah, this is a PSA. If somebody's doing that to you, they are not the person for you. Yeah, leave. Yeah. Okay. Um. Another problematic relationship. Let's get into it. So while Bella is stuck at the Collins house under watch of alice and rosalie she finally actually gets a one-on-one discussion with rosalie for the first time in the series and she learns about her past and her motivations and sort of has like a a 180 with her or a 360 i don't know numbers <laughs> and, and, and sees her in a new light because mm-hmm. she finally like understands where she's coming from uh so as a kid i clearly got that what happened to rose which was like, a, a sexual and physical assault um, was a horrible, horrible thing. But as an adult, it hit in a different way and, like, it hit harder, definitely.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And she does, I think, have the most uh, tragic and also, I guess, like, shocking or horrific backstory of all of the the Cullens. Yeah. And I think that is used in the book as an excuse for why Rose is kind of a horrible person, which I don't think is fair
0: no not at all um
1: yeah. and it was also like a very different theme than the other ones that were covered in the series uh and it did feel a bit like disjointed or un- well it was definitely like an unresolved arc for me mm-hmm. um even though rose like does get her revenge by like killing those guys it's all in the past and she still like is struggling with this obviously and there isn't really a resolution for her other than becoming an aunt at the end <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was about to say, like, the only resolution she gets is, like, Bella turns to her to, like, be the one to help her, like, yeah. with processing, like, being pregnant and, like, raising a child. And, like, Rosie yeah. is very supportive when that happens and, like, is more than willing to, like, help her. But, yeah, that's, like, what other resolution could she have had? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so, I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's, it's just a very heavy moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's so sad. and And definitely, like, worth having a discussion about. Um, because this is, like, a topic, I guess, that young female readers, which are, like, the main demographic of this book, you know, something that they might have to, like, deal with or learn about at some point soon Mm -hmm. at that age, you know? So it's not, like, a bad topic to be bringing up. It's just sort of, like, a weird aside in the one character's backstory, you know?
0: Yeah, and I guess, like, we can consider this came out what was it? Two thousand nine, two thousand ten. I want to say somewhere Maybe around 2008. There. We're in a Two thousand eight, probably. Yeah. Um. And so this is way before the almost a decade before Me Too. So like stories like these weren't as like widely talked about, and kind of the after effects of uh, the victim, yeah. and like yeah, that's a good point. She's kind of someone that did get her revenge. Like a lot of women don't don't even go to court for their harassments or assaults because. Of not being believed or whatever so um yeah. i feel like reading this story in 2022 is very different from reading it in 2007 whenever it came out because you're like oh she definitely. got her revenge whereas now it's like becoming more common that women are taking their cases to court and men yeah are taking their assault cases to court obviously um yeah so yeah i think it's interesting reading it from a yeah different perspective different time definitely I feel like in other books you don't see plot lines like that, like especially YA books, you don't see something like that very often because it's very much, yeah. Alike. And like That's it's true, not to like victim blame, obviously, and it's like set up to be very much like it was not her fault, even though it is never the victim's fault. You're never asking yeah. for it, obviously. I guess yeah, I'm saying is like we probably didn't read many stories of an assault of that level of seriousness at our age. Yeah,
1: right. Um. Do you want to segue into imprinting? Uh, sure. How,
0: how am I going to do this? Um,
1: <laughs> you want to talk about something fucking yeah.
0: dumb? <laughs> I feel like very much trailed off at the end there. I, we might as well say, I guess Alyssa lost her Wi-Fi for a bit. We cut out, so my thought process, sentence kind of got cut in half when I realized she'd be cut out. So we're going to keep moving um, to another weird-ass topic, the fucking imprinting. I think it's, like, literally the worst plot point. And, like, that's saying something. It is the worst plot line point It's the absolute worst plot line in the entire series, I agree. (laughs) Like, it just gets worse. There's no, like, Uh, plus side to it. It just gets mm -mm. worse and worse through Mm
1: -mm. the moment it's introduced. Okay. (laughs) Fucking imprinting the bane of my existence. Like, I'm just chilling over here. And Jacob (laughs) is over there using imprinting as an excuse for predatory behavior Ugh. no sir that's gonna yeah. be a nope from me and yeah I, I i genuinely believe that out of the entire series and this is including vampire impregnating human woman that this is the literal worst single idea yep that stephanie came up with 100 yep. and i feel like many many people will agree yes yes and and my question is was okay uh i guess i i I should first for those listening who maybe need a refresher imprinting is part of the um like werewolf it's something that can happen to you when you're a werewolf where you like lay eyes upon somebody and then have this moment where like your entire life becomes about that person which is also mirroring Bella and Edward's very toxic relationship in that way um and then you're sort of locked in for life it's like a extreme version of like love at first sight or whatever
0: yeah it's very vague on like what it actually is like if there's an actual like thing that happens like yeah it's very vague in
1: that way so you (laughs) you become uh connected with this person and eventually end up romantically connected with them in -hmm. all cases that have been seen in the series.
0: Yeah, the first case we see of it is, like, two adults. Yes. And there's a complicated love triangle in there because the yes. guy, the werewolf himself, the guy is dating a girl and it ends up imprinting on her sister or something like that. I think it's
1: her cousin.
0: Her cousin, yeah. yeah. No, the cousin is, like, the baby cousin. That's cause oh, the second yeah, yeah, time we yeah. see yeah. it. But the l- kid is two it's, years it's, old. And that's to yeah. introduce that, like, it can happen with an age difference. And when they're kids yeah. and then Jacob's like, oh, she'll have a guardian and a friend and then he's not going to age and when she matches his age then they can be romantically involved yeah then they get married and everyone's happy and that's
1: called grooming ladies and gentlemen
0: yeah that's literally (laughs) the definition
1: of that um like actually that's what it is that's not a joke um so my questions are thus was the entire imprinting Thing just to explain away Bella, why Bella thought that she loved Jacob and why Jacob thought that she loved Bella like because it seems like a sort of at the end of the series we're sort of grasping at straws being like I take it back, I take it back um, clearly this is the reason why they thought they liked each other and now the love triangle doesn't exist anymore right <sighs> my subsequent question is how is everybody fucking okay with this and I know Bella loses her mind when she like wakes up as a vampire and finds out that Jacob imprinted on her fucking newborn baby. Um, oh. And Edward is actually the one who calms her down and is like, no, his thoughts are pure. Don't worry. Like he's not, he doesn't want to bang her until she's of age. <laughs> and
0: like Oh, that makes it all better. Oh, oh okay. Edward,
1: like a complete 180 in his personality being like, uh, don't worry about it. And then, okay, this is leaping ahead to breaking Dawn. But at one point, Edward calls Jacob's son, presuming ugh. that he will become his son-in-law in like approximately however many years it takes for their daughter to reach the age of 18 so- unfortunately it's like a couple years because she's like 9 10 i by fucking the end cannot of the i cannot yeah. with this and the fact that he's just allowed to like he never leaves their house he's just fucking at their house for the rest of forever like he doesn't leave yeah Ugh. um it's all it's just and and It's, like, so cringy and it's so deeply problematic, but also, like, Jacob was sexually harassing and occasionally, like, assaulting Bella, Mm -hmm. and now he's, like, creeping on her baby. Yeah. (laughs) And they're like, yes, best friend, welcome into the home, my son. Oh my god, I literally can't.
0: Like, there's literally no plus side to this plotline. It's all so bad like you could not convince me any positive light on this plot line
1: no like i think maybe part of the reasoning behind it was like see jacob can get a happy ending now too but because that's clearly why it was written like that but but it's it's so fucked that that doesn't redeem it like at all yeah i'm still i'm um, still shocked that like this was a thing that happened in this book
0: yeah you did mention anyways uh yeah jacob's like behavior to Bella, which is, like, very frustrating, and that, like, New Moon was one thing, that she was, Edward was on the picture, and he was just being like, hi, I'm available, I'm into this, come on, but now she's very much like, I have chosen Edward, and he still does not stop. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so,
1: in Eclipse, um, Jacob forces himself on Bella and kisses her after on multiple occasions she has insisted that she does not have romantic feelings for mm-hmm. him in that way and this is like by definition like assault and harassment and it's clearly unacceptable behavior but it's brushed off as a joke yeah and this is my one qualm with charlie's character is that when bella is like oh yeah i broke my hand punching jacob's face after he kissed me without my consent he's like oh yeah that guy you know he's got to shoot his shot but then it later on he's like but He's like, yeah, that's not okay. Like, don't let somebody, you know, assault you. But I, I yeah. was like, ah, ah, come on, Charlie, come on, Charlie, you're better than yeah. this. I mean, um, at
0: least Bella punched him. At least we it, got
1: that. I know, but then she fucking broke her hand. I know, right? <laughs> she got hurt for standing up for herself. It's just like, oh, what a hot mess.
0: I mean, I, I'm so weak. I feel like the moment I punch someone, if I ever have the need to punch someone, hopefully not. I would probably break my hand doing it. Um, but we at the very least got that but yeah Yeah. weird plot line just so many weird plot lines
1: going on i know yeah it's just it's like how can a book with so many wild things happen also have no plot you know what i mean right like i got halfway through eclipse and i was like nothing
0: has happened yeah the biggest thing that's happened is edward's like okay you can see jacob now i trust you that he's not gonna hurt you and it took us like 300 pages to get there it's just <laughs> that's all that happened. I cannot.
1: Yeah. Oh my god. Um, do you want to talk about a character we haven't even brought up yet? Yeah, Jasper. We let's, haven't. Let's talk about talked Jasper. about poor Jasper. You know, yes, Jasper. Okay, let's 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 go there. So the fact that Jasper's backstory is that he was a Confederate soldier is <laughs> just the icing on the fucking cake. Right. I mean. And also, also like, the whole um, Warring Vampire Covens in the South plotline, it was just so wild. Like, how did, one, how did people not notice, two, the entire backstory is just a justification for the newborn plotline later on.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So clearly his backstory was written as a plot device, not as, mm-hmm. like, you know, character development that was carried from the first book to the last book. And I cannot... With Jasper's yeah. backstory. And, uh, yeah, and, like, the fact that it's the, like, three, um, like, Latinx vampire women who, like, attack him and sort of groom him into becoming a, uh, like, commander in their ranks who then, you know, preys upon other people and creates more newborns and then kills them when they age out of it. And it's just a hot mess. It's a hot pile of garbage. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm not a fan of these like fictional series working in like real events to the world and making it like yeah. a oh, this is actually the weird magical force happening behind it all. Like Meyer suggesting that the American Civil War is was about vampires. Yeah. I'm assuming that was the idea as supposed and like not about abolishing slavery. Yeah. Um Or it's like another- co opting that which is yeah, not good. Yeah, it's like like and another example is like in Fantastic Beasts. They kind of like allude to the fact like they could stop World War II if they wanted to, but like they don't because that means Grindelwald isn't charge. Like things like, like things like that. And I think J.K. Rowling like made some uh story to him. It was like, "Oh, there were wizards on the Titanic that could have saved the Titanic. They just didn't or whatever." And it's like because so, they were worried they would like give magic away. Oh,
1: like things like that. I'm like, "Why would you do that?" you didn't need to and then you went there anyway <laughs> like, right like
0: so many people save yourself died horrific deaths from oh all God. of these those three events specifically but like all throughout history why are you like writing in this like oh like this is what was really happening like no it's fun when it's like cute day-to-day life stuff like yeah oh there's actually a whole magical town behind this little shop or like maybe vampires live amongst us i don't know but when it comes to like serious issues like no people fucking died and this war was about abolishing slavery like yeah. but no oh no it was actually vampires ran the whole thing i'm not a fan nope
1: nope 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 if
0: you haven't i can't tell by this point we uh, are not fans of these last two books i don't know if you
1: <laughs> what up gave that, that away was it the rating at the beginning or us destroying the books from the beginning till now <laughs>
0: Like, our, vi- our, our ratings weren't that bad at the beginning.
1: I know. Um, but, but that's because they were our childhood ratings. <laughs> yeah, because we were kids. We will but return so to the far, ratings. we but, yeah. were just,
0: like, and I was laughing with uh, people. I was, I was talking about our Twilight New Moon episode. Yeah. That the whole episode was us being, like, oh, it's awful, but I love it. This yeah. one, we're just, like, it's awful. It's just
1: awful. Yeah. It's just awful. There's no redeeming qualities to these <laughs> There books, <isn't>. truly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to talk about Mean Girls for a second? I always want to talk about Mean Girls. Cool. So the entirety of Breaking Dawn is a morality tale straight out of Mean Girls, which is, quote, don't have sex or you'll get pregnant and die. Iconic. Iconic. And also the exact plot of this book. So
0: (laughs) there were so many memes I remember, like when you were in high school, comparing that line to this book. It was like, I got pregnant. I had sex. Then I got pregnant and I died. Yeah.
1: Um... So, okay, but the thing is, though, I am still not sure what this book's stance is on sex or, like, like young sex or, like, teen sex or whatever, because we're getting Edward's, like, old-fashioned, more religious idea of, like, extramarital sex, and uh, then we're getting Bella's thirst, and Mm -hmm. then we're also getting, like, this cautionary tale on having sex and immediately getting pregnant, and then the dangers of pregnancy... But then at the end, they are a happy family, immortal. And even their, before that, once
0: she's when she's uh immortal and like they're both vampires now, before all the shit goes down with the full tree, like there are some steamy scenes in there. Yeah, that are very like pro sex, and yeah, so I totally agree. Like it, yeah, it's a very weird, like unclear it's a weird stance message. On, like, yeah. Yeah, and then society goes, like, why do young girls have such a strained relationship with sex? And I'm like, yep. maybe because we read shit like this. When we, when when we, we very were very young. fucking <laughs> 12. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm questioning that. Um, yeah, no, that's such a good point. Like, it's just, ugh. I. I <laughs> Honestly, reading these books has been very
0: telling to um, yeah. some of the effects it's had on me and some, yeah. not that I think I've made bad choices in my life, but, um, and, or that I was, like, modeling my life and relationships off this book but there are definitely things i was like maybe if i had better role models and examples yeah i would have seen the red
1: flags for what they were and made different choices exactly i mean i think one of the biggest problems with the series is the the message that it's sending to young readers basically saying that like abusive um like obsessive codependent problematic relationships are acceptable Mm -hmm. and romanticized and that these like wild monstrous figures are somehow like attractive to us now because of that yeah like the the nice guy or like the kind of dangerous guy or whatever that should always be red flags and yet our generation i mean every every generation has like their hang-ups but like our generation i think really was like psychologically affected by this series in that way that we weren't able Mm -hmm. to spot necessarily so many red flags (laughs) yeah right yeah i think you're right
0: it's like when you think about it mike is like the best contender for bella because he's yeah he's a boy but like he's not stalking her yeah he's very respectful of her boundaries yeah uh
1: those are the base requirements for boyfriend you know
0: right yeah like yeah doesn't family likes her, him would have gone along with charlie her. totally fine yeah uh yeah but um but then like he's kind of played off of a joke and like as the kids would say a simp these days which yeah. i think is a stupid dumb term yep but absolutely it is yeah, yeah. anyways moving on back to
1: jacob i guess Ugh. i mean there's just so much to unpack with jacob's character <laughs> Oh, and now yeah. that we're 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 sort of into our Breaking Dawn discussion now, mm-hmm. so addressing book two. So Breaking Dawn is split up into three books, and the first book and the third book are narrated by Bella. But because Bella is sort of unconscious for three very critical days in the plot, when mm. um, she's becoming a vampire, somebody else according to stephanie somebody else had to be narrating this um so we get jacob's perspective for several hundred pages which i think is the reason why i decided not to finish this book as a child Fair. to be frank um because being stuck in jacob's head is the most unsufferable bullshit like it's it's very bad um and I, it drives me so crazy when series randomly introduce another narrator in like the last book in the series like divergent did this and it just it ruined it it ruined the tone it also made it very yeah. clear that the main character was going to die
0: oh i was literally just thinking of that as you're saying that i remember opening what was like, legion is the last divergent book yeah because like i was like one of them's gonna have to die that's like yeah. how this is gonna end it's not gonna yeah. be happy ending and the moment i opened diver um allegia and saw it switch perspectives i was like oh it's tris she's the one that dies so yeah like switching the perspectives kind of like sort of yeah gave away gives away what's gonna happen a little bit
1: so you gotta play with that earlier on if
0: you're gonna yeah. do that i think yeah
1: it just it feels disjointed and also jacob's headspace in that particular moment was just not a fun place to be in like at all (laughs) because he goes from wanting to bang bella to like loki wanting to murder her to wanting to murder her daughter to wanting to bang her daughter and it's like a lot it's a lot oh yeah and also he's like 16 and being in the head of a 16 year old boy is not a fun place to be Yeah, right yeah (laughs) it's a lot of angst i mean we signed up for that we decided to do this we did this to ourselves yeah we remember we're like this is gonna be so fun I mean, I stand by reading Twilight was fun and watching the movies will be fun. Stay tuned for our next episode. That's fair. Out. The
0: movies are going to be good. I, yeah. I was kind of tempted to just do Twilight, honestly, because I knew the last three books would just be us bashing them. I think we almost considered yeah. putting the last three books together and yeah. just having a whole bash fest and then enjoying Twilight for what it is in one episode. But, but
1: that, that like, episode would have been extremely long and depressing so yeah (laughs) i mean this one's still gonna be long depressing but i mean there's some yeah hopefully there's some entertainment to be had here um which leads me to explain to me the science explain to me the science please the science Mm -hmm. uh uh edward in his decrepit 108 or 9 year old body producing live sperm to therefore be you know okay if we're just this is gonna get the explosive tag for sure but in order for men to get an erection there has to be blood flow to the nether regions there's no blood here okay also we've established that (laughs) men throughout their lives are producing semen women howl their eggs when they're born men produce it constantly yeah so edward's We're supposed to believe that even though every other bodily function has shut down, Edward is somehow still producing his little vampire seeds in there? Like, no. Okay, and then, if we believe all of that, Bella somehow manages to immediately get pregnant, and the baby is half vampire and half human, like, okay. But, 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 like... (laughs) How come Bella can get pregnant and Rosalie can't? Because she's a vampire and her eggs were always in there. Why aren't they cooking like like the boy? your question. Are. Is,
0: like how come Edward can impregnate someone and how come Rosalie can't get pregnant? Yes, yeah.
1: And I mean I Bella's know obviously
0: human. Yes, Bella can get pregnant, but like how can Edward impregnate impregnate and Rosalie cannot? Yes. My only thought is just because uh, men have always had more reproductive rights than women. And- yeah
1: no you're you're right and that that does also lead me to the depressing topic of the day which is the discussions around um Bella's right to decide mm-hmm. the future of her pregnancy um because at first Edward And some of the other vampires very much want her to terminate the pregnancy. Um, Mm -hmm. And Bella decides that she doesn't want to and gets Rose on her side. So there's this big discussion in the Cullen family happening about what the right thing to do here is. Um, And they're like not super taking Bella's um authority into account which in the current political moment is just even more depressing to read because like nothing has changed men are still making decisions about women's bodies
0: um, if you can't tell we're recording this a few weeks i think after yeah. roe versus wade so yeah it was um,
1: overturned yeah. and yeah it's just i mean the 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 silver lining to this whole discussion is that of course she does keep the baby but and, well it's her decision. because she wants to um yeah. to clarify
0: <laughs> yeah and the, uh, it's, at the end of the day it becomes bella's decision it's and bella's they all respect decision. that that is her decision that she wants yeah. to keep it but it's kind and, of um, it's
1: kind of scary that she needs to enlist rose to help her protect it because she's afraid that if rose isn't on her side to physically protect her body that somebody might make a decision for her yeah and that is just like really fucked up and i didn't i did not catch the nuances of this at 12 years old reading these books clearly
0: again also because like this book came out 2008 2009 yeah and we're reading this in 2020 obviously like now that we're older and like in a position uh where like we could find ourselves in a position where we're accidentally pregnant and go have to make that and we know people who have been in that position um so it's a very different perspective from us than at 12 years old reading this and uh especially with the current climate and political climate surrounding uh a woman's choice over uh pregnancies and childbirth um it's a very, very different read, and yeah, that's yeah. very interesting that you bring that up. How, yeah,
1: yeah, it everyone's was the- like
0: ready to make the decision for her, and but we at least get at the end of the day, it is Bella's decision. Yes,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it, it is like this eclipse and Breaking Dawn do bring up some interesting, like female re- reproductive rights and like sexual health uh, topics. It's just mm-hmm. not all of them are covered in, like, a super wonderful way, but it does bring right. up a lot of these these things. Um, Definitely, yeah. Yeah, so so that is, like, interesting to note because, again, when I was a kid, a lot of these things sort of went over my head or I didn't realize, like, the, the, the ramifications or, like, the scope of, like, why these discussions are important, but also maybe why the way that the book discussed them wasn't always the best, so. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, If we want to continue, um, so their cover story for Bella suddenly being pregnant and, like, is pregnant for a month and suddenly within a month it just looks nine months pregnant. Um, They tell Charlie and Renee, I'm assuming, that she's just very, very sick, picked up some kind of bug and she's, like, getting treated and they fly her, like, to Europe or something for treatment and, like, explain to me, look me in the eye and explain to me how Charlie and Renee didn't, like, break down whatever yes. door get on, whatever flight they need to be yes. do, to be with Bella. Because, like, yes. I feel like both our parents would do that. I'm oh, I'm sure absolutely. there are many parents in the world that would do yeah. that. Like, and Charlie and Renee seem like the parents that would have gone to the end of the earth yes. to be with Bella if they found out she was that sick. Yes.
1: And, and they just take the story that they're like, oh, we're looking after her. Yeah. We got okay. this. Okay. And so Charlie, to after a certain point and with... A little bit of like nudging from jacob he does get to the point where he's like i'm gonna confront these motherfuckers something's going on i've always known something is going on so he yeah. eventually um well they they clue him into a certain extent of like the supernatural without like ever explaining the language yeah, of the it yeah because the issue was
0: that bella knew about the vampires so the volturi was like you either die or become a vampire yes. so jacob was like hey if i show him i'm a werewolf that's not not that's allowed. not breaking the law yeah and yeah, we just allude that there's something else going on. He'll know like she's fine, just something else something that you can't know ha- happening.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But um this leads us to the the question I'm screaming from the rooftops. Where the fuck did Bella's mom go in Breaking Dawn? Because right? we see her yeah. in the wedding and then she's fucking gone for the entire rest of the book and like pretty much not mentioned again. <laughs> like she disappears. Like her daughter is deathly ill for at least a month to several months, and we almost never hear about her. And she never tries to come see Bella. She never really talks to Charlie about it. And I feel yeah, like and this, like this was just Stephanie dropping the ball. I think I think she just didn't want to write that in one hundred percent because like they're
0: written as to be like fairly close. Yeah, like in uh book one in Twilight, yeah. it's like almost like a Lorelai Rory Gilmore situation, yeah, yeah. like where. Rory's, like, a little bit of the parent there, but, like, they have a very close relationship. Yeah, And then they do drift off, obviously, just because they have that space and they're not living with each other anymore. But, like, for the fact the fact that Renee just, like, comes to the wedding and then fucks right off. She just, like... <laughs> and, like, oh I'm God. assuming doesn't even meet Renezme.
1: Okay, like- well, that's the thing, is that that's, that plotline isn't resolved, which is why I think it's just Stephanie dropping the ball and not like an artistic choice or whatever, is because Charlie knows that he's a grandpa and Renee, to my knowledge, does not know that, nor will she perhaps ever. Like, did they tell Charlie she's alive and tell Renee that she died? Like, we don't, where's the fucking information? In a book that's this many hundreds of pages, there should be a paragraph being like, and then Renee got to meet her granddaughter, you know?
0: Right, yeah, because Charlie, you can tell, he kind of guesses that like- There's something there that this is their kid and that's his granddaughter he kind of like guesses it and understands there's something going on but yeah renee like never even meets the kid and i think they tell this they're like oh we adopted edward found out he has a cousin and their baby was orphaned so uh we like adopted her i think they tell that story but yeah it's like where's renee
1: yeah where is she that's my question
0: um, while we're talking about unfulfilled, uh, plots, um, there's this <laughs> Good weird, segue. Like, romance between Jacob and Leah. Do you want to speak on that?
1: Yeah, so as a kid, I didn't really think much of this, but clearly the, on this read-through, it's, like, they're obviously set up in a, a, a semi-romantic way. Like, they get the sort of enemies-to-friends-to-lovers-question-mark, uh, narrative. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and it's definitely set up in Eclipse and breaking dawn because we get leah's backstory and her her love triangle with sam and emily which Mm -hmm. is very similar to the love triangle between jacob bella and edward and leah and jacob are both the jilted lovers of that scenario who um end up coming together through circumstance and she joins his pack and Mm -hmm. then they start to understand and respect each other and you're like whoa could this become, dot, 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 a healthy relationship? Question mark, what? question mark, star, 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 question mark. No, 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 not in this book. No, 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 no. No, a red herring. <laughs> so, um no. no. No, no, no. Because then we wouldn't get the imprinting on a fetus fiasco happening. So, <laughs> so but, okay, but to, to be frank, I think this would have been a much better pairing. Because there oh, is... Yeah. A lead up. To I'm sorry. It. Better pairing for Jacob than the literal infant. Oh my god. <laughs> so, but I mean, like, there's actually like a lead up to this, and there's character right? development yeah. and growth, and they grew like, together. Like I actually would have, yeah, been and like, their relationship evolves. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was rooting for them, even though I knew it wasn't gonna happen. <laughs> I was rooting for you. Right. So, so that was hard for me to. Yeah, but um. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that would have been too normal and healthy of a relationship to have in this. We were asking for too much. Couldn't happen. It's Mike Newell all over again. Mm -hmm. Now that's boring. Can't have a healthy relationship here. No, 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 no.
1: Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So as we draw to a close here, we must address the most anticlimactic ending, probably to a series. I that I've guess. read in recent memory. Yeah. Uh, don't hold me to that. I'm sure there are worse, but this is pretty bad. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. so there's a reason I, I discovered upon rereading this book that I never finished the book when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And that is because nothing happens. As we explained, there's no plot. So so we are leading up to this big end of series climactic battle
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: that doesn't happen. Yep. Um, and, and we will sort of address this in our next episode as well when we talk about the movie because I think that the movie did make a good call in showing a battle and then being like, JK, it's all Alice's vision.
0: 100%, yeah.
1: Because not getting a battle at the end of the fourth book was such a cop-out. Yeah. Because the last um, couple hundred pages is the Cullen's you know, going out and asking all of their friends and acquaintances to come and witness that Renesmee Mm -hmm. is not, um, like a, uh, what's it called? Like an undead child or Uh, like when when somebody turns a, a kid into a vampire. Yeah. Um, because that's a big no, no, because they can't control themselves and they just like kill everybody and reveal the vampire secret. And also apparently it's ethical to make adult vampires but not baby vampires for some reason right yeah we have (laughs) some boundaries in the we have some boundaries vampires have you gotta draw the line somewhere (laughs) so okay so so anyway that's that's a thing and so they have all of these random vampires that have never been mentioned before in the series show up and okay. it's like ah, oh, surprise a character with a surprising gift that's super convenient like right. the one vampire from egypt that is played by rami Malik in the movie which is an iconic moment but uh <laughs> where stunning yeah where he can control all four elements and I'm like okay last airbender <laughs> like <laughs> right like excuse me right, that Avatar. some of these vampires have extremely potent gifts and all of them are on the cullen side for some reason right oh, so and bad. and then nothing fucking happens like even though they have they spend the whole time like bella's practicing her shield and she's getting really good at projecting it and she can protect everybody and then she doesn't even like get to use it basically and it's sucks yeah, like-
0: even as a 12-year-old that like I hated violence. I hated fight scenes. Mm-hmm. Like I used to think Lord of the Rings was a graphic gory movie because my brother only watched the battle scenes and I would not watch it <laughs> and I think I finally watched it with your family. It was like, oh, this is actually a good movie. Yeah. And it's like I thought that it was bullshit that we didn't get a battle because yeah. it's there's so much lead up to it. Yeah. And then we don't get it. It's like literally 500 pages of lead yeah. up to some kind of big climax. Yeah.
1: Well, it's not just 500 pages of Breaking Dawn, it's the entire several thousand pages of the four-book series that are leading up to this confrontation with the Volturi, and nothing fucking happens.
0: I remember being 12 and being like, telling my friends, talking about the book, and being like, this is not the time to talk about your feelings, as they do. I always say that's the way to do it. But for a book, when you're setting it up for 500 pages, that there's going to be a fight? i better get out of fight
1: yeah 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 it's like yes you chose the rational road but that's not why i'm here i'm not reading vampire romance fiction for the realism excuse me (laughs) i'm like i'm sorry
0: this is the positive uh role model or like thing we get (laughs) like
1: of everything you could have chosen we got the Jesus talk it through well okay and the the other problem with this is that because there is no battle we don't get any re- like resolution with the Volturi so the book yeah. sort of ends with them being like oh they might come for us one day but we're going to live happily ever after for e- forever anyways and it's like so are we to expect or assume that the Volturi and the Cullens get along forever and ever and ever and yeah,
0: ever and because th- I feel like the movies actually i feel like we're gonna like the movies way more than the books hot mm-hmm. take um sets it up quite well that the Vulturi clearly don't like the cullens and don't like this lifestyle that they live amongst humans yeah and um like within the third book they're kind of they, like they don't interfere with like the new newborn army because they want to see if that newborn army will kill the Cullens for them. Mm -hmm. And it'll be because they don't have any reason really to kill the Cullens and like get rid of them. And so they're kind of using this as an excuse to get rid of the Cullens. And um, so them leaving is them being like, oh, we admit the defeat, like we're not going to win this. Yeah, So we're going to go now and like we might come back. So I feel like the movie set that up well, whereas the books, we don't get that as much because we don't get their perspective um they just kind of we it's just kind of eluded like the cons are like they don't super like this and they're kind of after bella but now she's a vampire so it's fine it's
1: fine it's just a very weird ending yeah yep (laughs) yep
0: any final thoughts to wrap this up
1: yeah there was one thing that i just i did want to speak to for like one second which is it is wild to me that in Breaking Dawn, Billy and Charlie get a dad love triangle, <laughs> right? With um, Seth and Leah Clearwater's mom, who has recently been widowed,
0: and yeah, they're both Harry like,
1: Clearwaters. Yeah, yeah and they're he, both um, like, I want to bang her. And there's just this one moment where there's like some tension between the dads, and then it's also not brought up again. <laughs> and in so weird. and in the movies, it becomes apparent that um charlie does end up with her um because Mm -hmm. she's in some scenes and stuff but in the books it's very much like very slightly alluded to where you kind of have to squint to see it but it's definitely there um which i didn't i don't think i picked up on that when i was a kid but it's it's there and it's a dad love triangle and i'm kind of into it like (laughs) right because it's definitely one of it's it's one of the lesser problematic relationships or love triangles in the series, so there's that. I mean, there's something to be said that she was married to his friend, and then Oh, for sure, in. for sure. I'm not saying it's great, but it's still better <laughs> than Bella Edward Jacob, like, for
0: sure. That's fair, yeah. <laughs> and I guess it was written to give Charlie, like, a bit of a happy ending, and yeah. like, he, because, like, he and Bella, like, although they have, like, a nice relationship, but, like, Bella's taking care of him. Like, she does all the yeah. cooking and stuff, and she shows up, and it's, like, what is, like, he's been eating, like, crap for however long since mm-hmm. mom left and whatever. So it's kind of, like, I don't, it, it is, like, kind of weird message that, like, he needs, like, a woman and is like, Yeah, that's what I was going to say.
1: It's so, a like, weird message.
0: Yeah, so I don't know if I like it just because it's the weird, like... She was married to his best one of his best friends. Yeah. And then married Charlie or like got together with Charlie. We don't I'm for, assuming for the ostensible
1: a purpose of taking care of him. Yeah, yeah. Just
0: to be like, Oh, Charlie has someone to look after him. Yeah. It's fine. He has a woman in his life now.
1: Yeah. Like I want Charlie to be happy, but couldn't he have just been like living his best dad life without necessarily having I fully would have accepted. He was like, hey, Bella, I learned to cook. Yeah. She was like, great. Great. I can't eat your food anymore. Have fun with that. Renesmee will, though. Great. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that would have been cute if like, him and Renesmee learned how to cook together or something, right?
0: Yeah. That would have been a more satisfying
1: resolution to
0: me. (laughs) Oh, give me a hundred pages instead of all the uh, build up to a battle that ever happens. Of Charlie learning how to do
1: laundry, learning how to cook. Oh my cook. god! Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like Renezme is sort of Charlie's second chance to like dad because he didn't really get to dad before because Bella was like living far away. So yeah. that would I just I just want like a hundred pages of that kind of fluff where he's like yeah learning how to be a grandpa because that would be a lot more wholesome than waiting a thousand pages for a bottle that doesn't happen so right yeah anyway <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah um i wanted to bring up a final thought that i once again i i think i was listening back to some of our older episodes and i realized like in the beginning of first few of our episodes i drank like flying monkeys beer yeah. for like so many episodes yes and i tried because i had a flying monkey's brewery beer in my fridge and I tried to see if I could connect it to the series and I
1: was like he does call her spider monkey oh my god what if the worst what if the most iconic but worst lines right better hold on tight spider monkey which also leads me to uh right now
0: at the time of recording to this I I don't know how much you're on social media but there's this whole like uh trend going around where you say like he's a 10 but he says or does this and so um like he's a 10 but he calls uh, you spider monkey that was the (laughs) advertisement behind underneath midnight sun on at a bookstore
1: (laughs) i deleted all my social media a while ago and it was a good choice and i don't have regrets about it but thank you for sharing that with me because that is good (laughs) I was
0: thinking we could maybe play a game of he's a ten with the Twilight characters, (laughs) or she's a ten. Ooh, okay, for the movies, for the movies, let's do it. All right. Um, While we're wrapping up, what are your current
1: ratings for this book? Okay, these books. I think I'm gonna go ahead and give Eclipse. I'm think I'm gonna stick with a five because, like, things do happen in this book in comparison to Breaking Dawn. Like a battle does happen in this book, so I have Mm -hmm. to give it more points than Breaking Dawn. Um, But it takes too long to start, and the characters are annoying. Maybe a four. I don't know. Shit. Okay, a four or a five. 4.5. I think I'm going to stick with a three for Breaking Dawn, though. Uh, The last 400 pages didn't need to happen at all. Actually, the entire thing didn't need to happen (laughs) because it was so anticlimactic and everything. Um, The subject matter was wild. Mostly not in a fun way, but it's kind of like when you're looking at the car crash and you can't look away (laughs) you know what i mean like there's something about a hot mess that is a little bit enticing and that's that's why it's not a zero (laughs) it's a three for me um because there was a certain level of entertainment and satisfaction when i finally finished it and i was like yeah i conquered this motherfucker (laughs) so that's where i'm at where are you at i'm very curious (laughs) Oh, um, I'm going to be honest. I didn't even
0: finish Breaking Dawn. Um,
1: well, I didn't the first time. So. That's fair. <laughs> yeah.
0: I I mean, part of it was just like my life just got hella busy this month. Um, and these books were just so fucking, especially when I was so busy and trying to like, like blast through these books. And I was like, I've read a hundred pages and nothing, nothing has happened. fucking yeah. happened. Yeah. Like, uh, so I'm going to do a... F- four and a two so four for eclipse like i can't even think of like i don't know maybe i'm just cranky right now yeah. and i can't think of a good thing to say about them but like i was just like and i think it was also just the situation me reading them and like trying to read it quickly and it was just like i can't read this quick enough because like nothing happens for hundreds yeah. and hundreds of pages um so maybe if i had more time to like enjoy it and enjoy the insanity of the books i might rate it a little higher but i'm yeah. gonna give four to eclipse and two to breaking dawn because i was just like annoyed the whole time
1: that's super valid time. and i'm kind of shocked that my readings are harder than yours because usually i'm like one below you but yeah, i think
0: that's at first that i'm th- reading
1: below you i yeah. think that it's because i had like a month and a half to read these books and you didn't and yeah. I finished reading them almost a month ago, and I've part had of
0: it was you time planned to sit ahead. With it. <laughs> yeah, you planned ahead, and I did not. Yeah, I was suddenly like, "We're recording this next week," and I have two six hundred people Yeah, and
1: I planned it specifically so that I wouldn't get burned out, so that I would actually finish it. And I think that that's probably why my ratings are a little bit higher. That's fair. But now that you said that, I kind of want to get breaking down a lower score, but also. No, I'm sticking – you know, I'll stick with the three because – Like, I'm thinking about <laughs> it. if I want to be controversial.
0: Like, I can't really think of a redeeming quality at this point, especially, like, given what we've talked about. Yeah. A redeeming and, quality to either book. Like, Twilight at least has the nostalgia factor. There's yeah. a bit of, like, irony to yeah. it. Yeah. But I don't get that from these books. Maybe because, like – at maybe – I really was falling off the bandwagon, the yeah. Twilight bandwagon, when I read these books. And yeah. I was a bit like, okay, so I don't have the same connection to these as I did for Twilight. But yeah, I just like didn't really enjoy reading these. It felt like a burden.
1: I agree that I was anxious to get to the end of Breaking Dawn. I will change my rating of Breaking Dawn to a 2, but I am enjoying our discussion of it, which is why it gets a 2 because okay. it is producing interesting content in my brain the book wasn't interesting content but the things happening up up in my brain is interesting to me so that's a good point yeah, yeah. it was
0: bringing okay yeah it's a it fruitful discussion create some good discussions
1: yeah. for us yeah yeah so there's that at least it did provoke a conversation all right yeah. all right all right <laughs> That's uh, being generous, but whatever. I don't that's think we've fair. ever given below a two, so this is a record for us. I think that is the first. Yeah,
0: me rating below you, and uh, yeah, a yeah. two. I think that's our first two. Even I feel like the my least favorite endings of books have been Breaking Dawn and Narnia.
1: I was gonna say that I think our lowest rating might have before this might have been the last Narnia book, but I, don't I know. wish
0: I'd like kept track, like kept a chart of our ratings. Yeah, me I too. Feel but like it's too late now. <laughs> Perhaps we one,
1: one viewer, one yes. day, one listener might do that. But yeah, <laughs> unlikely. If anyone has that energy. <laughs> if anybody let wants us know. to create a spreadsheet. Yeah. But <laughs> that we would greatly appreciate it. But yeah.
0: Uh, so since we mentioned a few episodes, we have hit our one year anniversary. Woo-hoo. We thought we'd do something a little bit different, a little bit fun. Uh, so we're gonna watch the twilight movies and talk about the twilight movies because we haven't gotten enough twilight well,
1: but because if we'd talked about the movies and the books together the episodes would have been twice as long so that's we're fair. sparing you we're spreading it out yeah
0: so Do you really we want be a four-hour about-
1: episode <laughs> yeah
0: all the twilight movies in our next episode so join us then this has been Books Before Liquor, Never Been Sicker. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Books Before Liquor and Twitter at BooksBL Podcast.
1: And check us out on our website at Books Before Liquor, never been or email us at Books Before Liquor at gmail.com to scream at us about great books or send us recommendations or whatever. We love to hear from you. And you can also support us by visiting patreon.com Books Before Liquor, Never Been sicker. And now, go drink a big glass of water.